If you have your Bibles tonight, uh, I want you to go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. And uh, we're going to first uh, go to Mark. No need to turn to Mark because we're going to uh, pretty much stay in Exodus chapter 12. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 11. Here again... This all centers around what's brought us to this table tonight. In Mark chapter 14, verse number 12, we all know the story, but just to remind you, uh, the preceding verses there, we know that Jesus is going to the cross. Okay? He's making His way there. We also see that uh, uh, Judas now has... uh, got his plan of his betrayal of our Lord already. It's already a good done deal. He just got to act it out. And now we're coming and Jesus and his disciples are going to Jerusalem. And the reason why is because of the feast of unleavened bread, also referred to as the Passover. The Passover feast was a big deal. Big deal. And so, just imagine in your minds the hustle and bustle, the excitement that's going on. Jesus, He knows, by the way, it was not a surprise. Jesus knew exactly what was coming up, and He knew exactly who was going to betray Him. But we see all of that is in the background. Jesus is now going and His disciples are asking Jesus, hey, where are we going to go to celebrate Passover? Of course, Jesus says, He sends two of them out and tells them who to look for. And of course, they found the upper room. And so, Jesus and His disciples are celebrating Passover. Now, Passover... Uh, we go back uh, to Exodus chapter 12. And this is where we're going to stay for just a few moments to, to kind of set the stage of what all of this means that we're doing tonight. And in Exodus chapter 12, we see that the instructions have been given. You have your Bibles open and uh, we see that uh, verse number 1. And then we're going to just uh, just take a little bit of time and we're going to show you that this Passover and, and about the sequence here, all of this was planned out before the foundation of the world was established. This is not a plan that God comes up with about midstream. It's always been. And I want you to see, especially uh, what encouraging me and what uh, uh, we need to understand is see where, uh, where we're at today, how all this came to be. We have to go back to the Old Testament. Jesus understood the significance of the Passover. And not only the significance of the Passover to the Jews, but I truly believe that Jesus knew the significance of Passover to us here tonight. The Passover is a big deal. And so here, listen to the word. Exodus chapter 12, 
Verse number 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. And then he goes on and he says, And speak ye... And to all the congregation of Israel, and, and this is what you're to say, In the tenth day of this month thou shalt take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of his fathers, a lamb for an house." And so we understand uh, the word, this is from the Lord. The Lord says, well, you're going to celebrate Passover. Here's how you're going to do it. So he's laying out the instructions. And then he goes on in verse number 4 and he says, And if, if the household uh, be uh, too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor uh, next unto his house take it according uh, to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Now in verse number 5. By the way, notice the use of the word lamb. Uh, but there's significance here. It's different, is it not? First of all, we saw it was a lamb. Then we saw it was the lamb. Now when we come to verse number 5, it's your lamb. Your lamb. He's talking to us tonight. Our lamb. Who is it? The Lord Jesus Christ. He's our lamb. He says, And your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening." Now notice here, uh, and we're going to review this quite uh, just a little bit more. Notice he says they're going to get the lamb when? On the 10th day. But they're not going to kill it until the 14th day. Significance. That gives them four days to see that little lamb walk in and around them. To remind them there's a sacrifice there's a sacrifice. Understand, this lamb was their sin sacrifice. They are now constantly reminded that a sacrifice because of their sin is fixing to be offered up. That's what's brought us to this table tonight. We should be constantly reminded of our lamb that provided our sacrifice because of our sin. Now, do you see the significance? Even in the Old Testament Passover, how it carries over to us today. And then he goes on and says, And they shall take of the blood and strike it upon the two side posts and upon the upper doorpost of the house, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in the night uh, and roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, thou, thou shalt eat it. Eat not of it raw, 
nor sodden it uh, all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. Look at verse number 10. And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and then that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. In other words, the sacrifice was going to be totally consumed. Aren't you glad tonight when Jesus went to the cross, He did it in completeness. Our salvation is complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so then verse number 11, it says, And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, and your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Here's what I got out of that. When we come and gather around this Last Supper or this communion or this Passover, we should eat it, yes, in remembrance, but also remembering that He could come at any time. Hey, when they ate their Passover, they were ready to go. What about us tonight? As we gather around this table, are we ready to go? Because we could very well go at any time. And then look at verse number 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. For just a few moments, very quickly, I want us to look as we have read the verse, uh, these verses out of the Old Testament. First of all, I already have alluded to it, but I want you to notice that the feast was on the 14th day, and the Bible says the first month. Now, in the Jewish calendar, the first month will be around April. So this is one that would come and do the Passover. Uh, but notice the sequence that she's in verse number 3. He calls it a lamb. But in verse, uh, and he says in, uh, in, uh, that uh, they are supposed to get it the tenth. Now we've already talked about why is that? Because uh, God wanted them to think about the sacrifice that was going to have to be made because of them. This table helps us to be reminded of the sacrifice that was offered to us. Jesus is our lamb. He was our sacrifice. Not because he deserved to be sacrificed, but because without the, in Leviticus chapter 16, without blood there is no atonement for sin. But then we see in verse number 4, Notice the word usage from a lamb to the lamb. The lamb. Could it be that John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, he said, Oh, behold, the lamb that taketh away the sins 
of the world. Could it be that Jesus, when He referred to Himself, He said He was the way? So tonight, we see there is a lamb. We see that it is the lamb. But then when we get to verse number 5, we see it's our lamb or your lamb. Notice also there has to be some qualifications for this lamb. It had to be the perfect lamb. Only Jesus Christ can be the perfect sacrifice for us. Jesus was perfect. He had no capacity to sin. He could not sin. He was sinless. But He became our sacrifice, not because He sinned, but because we were sinners. And because, as we talked about this morning, because of His love and His mercy and His grace, He said, I'll be your lamb. Aren't you glad tonight? Jesus said He'll be your lamb. And, but notice in 1 Peter chapter 2, 22, it says that talking about Jesus, He did no sin. But then we go to verse number 7 in Exodus chapter 12. And notice the word He says about the blood. What do they do? They, uh, they would take it and they would uh, put the blood over the doorpost of their homes. That's how we get the name Passover. Because the Bible quite clear is that when the death angel came and when the death angel saw the blood, it had to pass over. Aren't you glad tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ, when He shed His blood, He covered you and now when the death angel comes, He has to pass over because we have been delivered from death and we've been brought into newness of life. Somebody ought to praise Him on that note right there. He is our Passover Lamb. Death, oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? But we understand that we know Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior. We have everlasting life. Why? Because we had a Passover lamb. But then we go and we see in Revelation chapter 1 verse number 5. It says this about the Lord. It says that He washed us... In His own blood. He washed us in His own blood. Now, I understand there's a a song that we say, uh, and uh, says something about uh, your sins have been washed away. Well, they have, but not by water, but by blood. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that's washed our sins away. And this table reminds us when we take the cup a little bit later on, it reminds us of the shed blood of Jesus Christ that not only allowed us to have the death angel pass over us, but also because of this shed blood, it has covered us. But not only has it covered us, but it has removed all of our sins. Past, present, future. Then... We also see uh, that in verse number 8, it says uh, that he was roasted. The lamb is to be roasted with fire. Now, fire in the Bible is symbolic of judgment. When we come to this table and we partake of the bread and take of the juice, it should remind us that the judgment of God had to fall on His beloved Son. He had to take our judgment. He had to take our punishment. 
He had to take what we deserve, but He took it for us. Why? Because He was our sacrifice. He was our Lamb. In Galatians chapter 3, verse number 13, it says that He became a curse for us. He took our judgment. And so as we go and we see the, the, the directions that were laid out uh, to, to Moses and to Aaron about how to conduct the Passover, now we fast forward to uh, Mark chapter 14. And Jesus now is coming with His disciples. And Jesus is coming to celebrate the Passover Because He is going to be the Passover Lamb. <laughs> he was celebrating what He was fixing to do. Now, uh, we know that when someone dies, sometimes we call it a celebration of life. In this case, it's a celebration of death. Because if there had not been a death, we would have no access to life. Jesus made it possible for each and every one of us to be free. Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ meets the qualification of a sacrificial lamb. But it even goes further back to the instructions that were given to Moses. Remember the story of Abraham? When he took his son to be offered up, Isaac kept on answering, well, what are we, what are we going to do? Are we gonna? He said, God will provide. God will provide. And we know it was not God's intent for Abraham to slay his son, but it was his intent to show Abraham what was to come. See, tonight we're gathering around this table not to look around and say, okay, how's He going to provide? We already know how He provided for us. He provided for us when He sent His only begotten Son to die on an old cruel cross and to shed His perfect sinless blood so that tonight we could say with testimony on our lips, I have life, I have life more abundant, and I have life eternal because the precious blood has covered me and death can no longer have victory over me, but now I have victory over death. That's what this is all about. And it goes back all the way to Abraham. But may I remind you, it goes even further back than that. God had this plan even before there was a before. Is that not amazing to think? And He did it with you and me in mind. Do you know, see why it's always special when we get around His table? Because there is coming a day when we'll be sitting at another table and that's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
And that table, He's going to be there. And all we'll be able to say there is not will you pass the potatoes. We're going to, all we're going to be able to say is thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You didn't have to, but because of your wonderful grace and mercy, you sent us a Passover Lamb, and His name was Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. The last thing we'll have on our mind is what's on the menu for that supper that time. All we'll have on our mind is, oh, I can't praise Him enough because I'm now getting my reward, not because of what I've done, but because of what He did for me. Oh, glory to the name of the precious Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ.